Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what's going on? Thank you for having me. You uh, you said you were on the road. You going anywhere anywhere fun? Um, no, not actually, man. It's been a it's been a rough uh, couple hours actually since I came back from uh, Los Angeles. Uh, you know, they lost my uh, luggage and everything, and now I'm actually, um, you know, ri- driving in this uh, weather, this bad weather. Oh wow! So what's going on your way with the weather? Um, lots of rain, um, from what I heard, you know, they got like, uh, possible flooding going on and, uh, I think they had some tornado warnings or watches, uh, around the area. So, and that was like, I think yesterday, um, but, um, I was in Los Angeles at the time. So, um, I'm just getting back in and, um, you know, hitting up all this, uh, beautiful weather. Man, it sounds like it's been quite the eventful, uh, couple of hours for you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's always on the go, go, go. So it seems like ever since coming out of the house, Big Brother has taken over Periscope. What What <laughs> is it that draws everybody into Periscope? Uh, well, you know, as me being a Big Brother fan, of course, if I knew one of my favorite house guests or anybody on Big Brother was on Periscope, I'd be bombarding the room trying to get in there to ask questions and, um, you know, just to, to talk to them, and um, so I understand where they're coming from. Did, did you expect this type of reaction? Um, no, not really. But I knew that I knew the Big Brother fan base was huge. I just didn't realize it was uh, this huge, you know. And every time when we're on the uh, doing doing live eviction, uh, Rich would come across and say, "Hey guys, um, you know, we got uh, no worries. You know, be yourself and no cussing on on live TV and." Uh, we only got nine million viewers watching you, so uh, don't don't worry about it. So, it, from watching the Periscope and some of the live feeds, you seem to be uh, quite. I guess you you like to drop some bombs occasionally. Do you feel like that was the hardest part for you, possibly during live TV? Um. Well, yeah, of course, because you know you're so used to just uh, it's reality TV, so you're kind of like wanting to be yourself and. 
Um, you know, every once in a while, you know, a few bombs might come out, you know, especially when you're in a tense situation competing against other house guests or, you know, you're worried about um, double eviction. Like, that's what happened when Julie Chen came across during my double eviction um, because I knew it was a do-or-die situation. So, And it seems like ever since being out of the house, you, you've really been on the go. You haven't really been able to spend much time at, back home. Have you had a chance to really be able to sit down and watch any of the big moments of the season? Um, I haven't. I binge-watched maybe for a day or so, and it got me up to, like, uh, like episode 8 or 10. But that's really about it. Um, and, I'm like, yeah, everything's been so uh, hectic. You know, we're doing the interviews, and, uh, you know, Wichita Falls is a small community, so it's like, um, you know, if I go and get soap or I get toothpaste from Walmart, it's, like, uh, impossible to get out of there because I'm, you know, I'm taking, you know, a five-minute trip. Uh, normally turns into about a half an hour, if not more trip. Um, and, you know, I love my fans, so I want to spend as much time with them. You know, it's not one of those, hey, what's going on? I'm James. You know, nice to meet you, uh, but I'm shopping. Good talking. you got to go. It's, you know, we talk about everything, you know, family, uh, who, are, who are you? And, um, you know, I really try to get to know them, so, um, you know, because it's definitely as part of my community as well. So uh, it gets a little uh, rough sometimes, but, you know, I love it, though. It sounds kind of like you have the same similar background uh, to everybody's favorite house guest last season, Donnie, where he was from the small town, so you kind of had the same vibe going. And when I spoke to him last season, one thing that surprised me, he said he had fans send him Pop-Tarts because they had learned <laughs> his addiction for Pop-Tarts. He said he didn't think you would ever have to buy another box of Pop-Tarts. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um you know what? Uh, I guess with me, it's you know people are wanting to send me the cat hat, and um, they're really. Um, I think that's really about it, though. A lot of fan mail as far as uh, letters and, and pictures they want, um, you know, signed and stuff. But um, nobody's really sent me anything too crazy. I did have one fan ask me what my ring size was. Um, <laughs> I asked her, "Why do you want to know?" And she's like, "Well, I want to send you something in your PO box." And uh, I said, honestly, I don't know what my ring size is, but, uh, um, you know, if you want to send me something, I'll be more than happy to broadcast it out on Periscope whenever I open up the package for you. Wow. So that, that explains exactly why you were America's favorite house guest. I guess so. Um, you know, and it's so, it's so crazy because it's, it's like you go in there and you just try to be – well, I was trying to be myself. Um, I wasn't trying to portray anything uh, different. The way I am inside the house is exactly how I'm outside, you know. Uh, but, it, you know, it might have been turned up a little bit, you know, because you're a little bit more bored and you don't really have anything to do because there is some downtime in a Big Brother house, of course. They want you to have that downtime so you can scheme and plot and, uh, you know, definitely just focus on the game and what's your next move. So uh, compared to outside to, you know, oh, I got to uh, meet up at Burke Burnett High School and do this thing, you know, for the the acting class. And uh, I got to go to Chick-fil-A the next day and meet another high school. And so it's always, you know, you're constantly on the go-go on the outside, to, you know, especially when you're inside, you know, you got to – you're all about game and, and what's your next move and who's plotting on you. Now, you'd mentioned, I guess, going back into the house and the separation of the difference. What was the biggest challenge for you – from the real world to living inside the house? I would definitely say uh, being away from family and friends, um, no cell phone. You know, you're always used to, you know, jumping on your phone. I think there was a survey that came out that said, 
you know, average Americans, like, look at their phone. I think it was some crazy, ridiculous number, and uh, I think I've probably doubled that. I don't even know the number because since I've been out of the Big Brother house, um, I'm always on Twitter and Periscope and you now and Facebook and Instagram. I mean, it's like a second job for me now. Um, but other than that, it's just being away and not knowing what's going on in the outside world. I mean, you look over the walls and you see the same tree swaying back and forth, and you're like, man, what would, I, what would I give to just pop my head over the fence and just look around and watch cars drive by or watch someone, you know, or talk to somebody different? So I would say that's definitely the, the hardest part. Now, you provided a lot of entertainment this season. Uh, were any of the pranks, or I guess, were they any were they premeditated, or did they just you just do them on the spot? I do them on the spot. If I know, um, you know, if something pops up in my head, I'm just I don't know. It's, I'm, I got an eye. I got a and it might be my personality, my humor. I don't know what it is, but I'm like, you know what? I could hide up under that table right now and get Julia really good. I'm gonna do it. And and it's like I plot on that and demise. I'm like, well, I know she comes out the bathroom and boom. You know, I hide up under the table and I jump out at her. Or I'm like, I know I can get Julia this good, you know, hiding up under the covers. Um, you know, it's just random. Okay, yeah, let me scare it right now. I mean, 10 minutes. So, um, yeah, it's – and it was a lot of trying to have fun and um, just be myself and, and it be awesome. So um, it, it worked out, though, you know, of course – um, you know, it kept my social game in with uh, Austin and them as well because we were the fun fun uh, crew, you know, me and Meg. So um, it, I think it did help us uh, get through a little bit further in the game to to where if I just was uh, not that guy to them, then I probably would have been evicted a lot earlier. Do you Do you feel like you had any ideas for any jokes along the way that you thought, well, that would be hilarious, but maybe I shouldn't do it. CBS may not appreciate. That. Um, yeah, a lot of the stuff, uh, a lot of the stuff was like with the uh, the flower or anything that was probably rated R as far as like something that might really get a house gets mad. Um, it's you know I didn't want to do anything like that because uh, we were wanting to take a big uh thing of flower. I mean, really start turning these pranks up and. Um, you know, someone taking a shower and they just get out. We just like, you know, blast them with uh, flour and just, you know, laugh. I know, I know in my mind it would be super hilarious and funny, but uh, I'm like, you know what? That would probably really be a huge mess. Um, it'd be hard to clean up, and you know, the house guests would probably be really upset that we did it. So, I mean, stuff like that we left out, and uh, we just didn't do that. Now, obviously, a twin twist this season was a big, big part of the game. How much do you feel that affected your game? Um, the twin twist, actually, in a way, we thought – the reason why we kept the twins is because they were a vote. You know, uh, we, we were like, instead of getting rid of them, why don't we use them? Um, and that was our whole persona. And we thought that – we really didn't know that they were going to be against us a lot, and they had already hadn't come up with the Sixth Sense Alliance. If I would have known that earlier, I probably would have tried to take them out a lot earlier. Um, maybe work some deal out with Shelly and Clay or something. But I didn't hear anything about it till later that they were in the Sixth Sense. So, you know, of course, that's what uh, – I think it definitely hurt my game in the long run because, of course, Liz was the one that got me out of the house. Uh, Vanessa, of course, everyone knows, was wanting me out the house a lot of times. Um, 
but she took her swung, you know, she swung at me and she missed a few times. And, and it was funny cause it was like, okay, Vanessa, you put me up again. I don't know what your reasoning is, but, uh, Hey, you're a game player. I'm a game player. I understand you're threatened by me or whatever. It's cool. Um, and you know, she missed her first opportunity. Um, and then the second time she swung during the end of the, uh, the big brother season, um, you know, and I won the veto and, uh, you know, she missed and she got real upset about it. And, uh, so she was like, if I can't do it, I'm going to try to get Liz to do it. And that's ultimately what happened. So how do you feel the game would have changed if Julie had started instead of Liz? Um, that's a really good question. Um, think i don't know that's because uh, both of them you know they have their personalities that are definitely different but i would want to say liz is a more competitive player than julia as far as competition wise so um you know julia she did win that last veto you know she uh is the one that sealed my fate but um you know that's hard to tell that's kind of hindsight now you know it's what or should us if you know now you'd mention you at one point, there was a chance to take Vanessa out of the house, and I had Meg on the show last week, and she stressed that taking Shelly out was the right move. Do you feel? Yes. Do you still feel the same way, knowing what you know? I do. Now? I, oh yeah, yeah, I definitely do. Um, Shelly was a threat all the way around for me and Meg because you got to look at it like this, you know, when we, when the whole sweater deal happened and, you know, Clay got evicted and then they found out that, um, I found out that Shelly took the sweater out of the, de- um, the have not room and because it was Clay's and she got real upset about it, but she's saying now it was a joke. Um, my whole thing was, is I was like, okay, obviously she's upset still about the situation um, cause it's just a sweater. I mean, come on. And then my whole thing was, is like, I know if she took her time to do that, then I'm probably still on her radar for, I want to get James out of here. And Shelly never offered me and Meg safety throughout the whole week. She never said, you know what? If y'all keep me here, I'm not going after you guys. You're safe. That's how we knew. Cause Shelly was a pretty straight player. You know, she didn't want to, you know, if she told you something, Nine times out of ten, she was going to do it. You know, Shelly's not that type of person to really go back on her word herself. So I knew what her saying, like not keeping, um, saying that, hey, James, you and Meg are safe if I win HOH. And then the sweater incident, I knew I was her target. And coming in, you know, like I said, I watched, I was able to watch a few Big Brother episodes, and I did see her in her diary room. She says, if I win HOH, um, you know, I definitely want to get James out of here. James is my target. So I said, you know what, I'm glad I made that decision and we got the votes to flip. So, you know, it worked out. It did. And you made such a strong showing on, in, in the first competition. Do you feel like that was a, a mistake in your gameplay? In a way, yes. And in a way, no. Um, and, and a lot of people – it's the way you run your HOH is what is what's the biggest mistake what people make. If you go in hot headed, I'm gonna take this person out because, you know, she hurt my feelings, then that's the problem. But if you go in and say, you know what, as a house the first week of week of HOH is crucial, I think. Some people say, No, don't win that first week. But I think you need to win that first week because it first of all, secures your first week in the Big Brother house to where you are the HOH, and you got your first week. Because a lot of people, that's all Big Brothers are like, 
fans. I don't want to be the first person evicted. I don't want to be that guy. Um, and it, and it really like it would suck if I got evicted first week. It would hurt. It would have crushed me. But, um, you know, but then like I said, Vanessa knew that I was a strong player. A lot of people was like, oh god, James can win a HOH. So we might need to watch out for him and maybe get him out. But like I said, it's all about how you run your HOH, how you protect people because you can make deals into next week. You don't want you know people don't want to break deals the first first week, second week in the, in the Big Brother house. You want to try to hold your deals as long as possible all the way to the end um, so people can trust you. Um, and I felt like I did a lot of that. But, uh, um, you know, and, and that's probably why a lot of reason why I went as far as I did because the deal that I made with, you know, Shelly and Clay, I was able to back it up the reason why I had to break that deal. It was a very good reason why I broke that deal um, because they were opposite sides of the house. They were in another alliance, and they've been letting people target me um, in the house the whole time that I thought I was cool with Clay and Shelly. Um, so I felt like I made the right decision on that. Being out of the house and being able to see and hear, who do you feel that you should have trusted more while in the house? Um, I would say Austin. Austin? Austin, yeah. I should have really put my faith in Austin more um, because Austin kept me safe for a few weeks. You know, he um, – he said he made up a deal and said, "Hey, I'm not putting James and Meg up towards the end of our, uh, our our time in the Big Brother house." He said, "I'm not doing it, guys." And he told his alliance that we was not even part of that alliance. And he said, "James and Meg are safe." And he protected us so much that he put his own people up um, in in his alliance, and that was huge. Um, so yeah, I should have reached out to Austin before uh, and really just stuck with him. And, uh, yeah, we could have probably won a lot further in the game. I, I was a big fan of Austin. He got a lot of flack, it seemed, throughout the season. But ultimately, I, th- I think he played a good game, and he I think he was a l- more underrated than what a lot of people give him credit for. Yeah, yeah, Austin, he, um, I mean, if you look at it, he had his hand in a lot of stuff. Uh, he, he was trusted by Vanessa which was the one that was maneuvering all the moves in the house. So um, he had a one-up on a lot of things. So, you know, if you were with Austin, you were going pretty pretty far in the game. And his, so uh, I felt like Austin played a really strong social game. You know, yeah, he won, I think, one eight maybe or two. Not really sure, but his social game was on point. And Becky had stated that at, at the final two there – they had the, the three questions for each of the final two. She stated that the jury had really good questions for Vanessa, and she wished she had, had been able to ask them on TV. Do you remember what any of those questions were? Um. Yeah, I think one of the questions was is was like with Jason. Um. You know, her whole thing was she said, you know, I don't want to evict Jason. Um. No, I don't want to evict Audrey because I'm part of the LGBT. I think. Mm-hmm. Um and she said, you know, me as a gay woman, I I'm not gonna do that to Audrey. I'm not gonna do it. Um, and then, but the next week she evicts Jason, in which he's a gay man. So, um, we were conflicted on that, and we were gonna ask, why did you say that about uh, not wanting to evict Audrey? But then you went ahead and allowed Jason to get backdoored. That was uh, one of our questions. 
I think that's I think that's a good question because this season didn't really have a whole lot of controversy like Big Brother 15 did. And yeah. there was plenty of chance really for there to be controversy this season. Um right. But it seemed like a lot of the house guests took the high road and tried to avoid that and wanted to have a good solid season. That's we noticed that. We noticed that uh you know we really didn't uh get into a lot of hissy fits as far as, you know, people yelling down in from each other on the HOH balcony or, you know, there was no racism this year. Um, you know, everybody was accepting, you know, there's a transgender in the house. There was uh, a gay guy in the house. Um, there was an Asian in the house. So, uh, <laughs> you know, there was, yeah, there's, there were nothing, it was no really controversy except maybe one or two arguments and, I feel like some of them were kind of uh, drawn out to be, let's start a fight with this person so we can create this problem and get them out. Um, But other than that, you know, I feel like me and Clay's situation was really the only real, hey, you know, I don't know how long you got your time in a big brother house, but you need to keep my my, uh, name out of your mouth type situation. And then it went to, it got into a heated situation. So I, I feel like that's the only thing that really, you know, that was the only yeah real big controversy, not even controversy, but the big, the big um, personal, I guess you could really say, the big reality. Yeah, check. definitely. Maybe yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, and like what that whole situation was is like, you know, when you're in a Big Brother house and you got a rep to uphold, you got your only thing you have in, and for all Big Brother fans, this is the only thing you have in that house is your credibility and your word. That's it. Once you lose that, it's uh, it's going to be hard for anybody to trust you or try to protect you. So keep that in mind when you go in if uh, or for all your next people that get on. Now, let's say the final two was just a little bit different. Say it was Steve sitting next to Vanessa. Would your vote have changed? Um, no. Uh, my vote would have definitely been with Vanessa. You know, I didn't know she was a poker player, but, I mean, that's kind of like – you know, you you can't go off of what their profession is. You got to go off of how they play the game. I want to go off of who maneuvered who, who got most of everyone out of the house, and um, those person that deserves to win. I feel, you know, I didn't, you know, as much as me and Vanessa had an understanding, like you're on that side, I'm on this side. You know, we said that plenty of times during the game. She said, James, I wish you could have been on my team. You would have been a great asset on my team but we just keep being on the opposite sides and that's how it was the whole game. And, um, so with us knowing that she still was able to get everybody out and manipulate people to get them to do her work for her and then play victim, you know? So it it worked and, um, I got to give her, you know, her, her props. She, she did what she had to do. Do you have any regrets about any of your gameplay? Um, any regrets would probably be the only thing I would have to say is um, I maybe should have aligned with a little bit more stronger people in the game. I feel like if I would have had, you know, like that one person like Austin on my side, I think I would have made it a lot further, if not made it to final two myself. What's next for James? Um, what's next for me? Oh, well, you know, I tried to, you know, I started looking for a job and, uh, you know, the the people were actually like, 
oh, my God, I can't believe James is in here looking for a job. Like, what are you doing here? Like, yeah, come on, skip in front of all 10 of these people that are filling out all this paperwork on clipboards. I got a job for you. Um, I'm the owner of the company, and you don't need to fill that out. And I'm like, whoa. I was like, ma'am, first of all, um, I, I can tell you're a Big Brother fan, you know, and uh, I just want to be normal, so I want to fill out this paperwork and uh, go through the interview process just like everyone else. And she was like, oh, well, I'm the owner of the company. Like, I, I feel like you are good for this one area, and we've got an opening, and let me explain it. And So, you know, I, I started going through that process, and then all of a sudden it was – um, I got an email and it was from CBS and they were like, Hey, we need you to do, uh, another show. And you know, you're going to be flying out to LA with Meg. It's like, okay, that sounds, that sounds good. Don't know anything what's going on, but yeah, I'm, I'm down. So, um, you know, me and Meg just got done doing that. Um, it was yesterday and we flew back, uh, in this morning or this evening and, um, she should be hitting New York any minute now. And, uh, I'm in Texas. So, um, right now, honestly, I don't really know. Um, me, like Meg says, we're kind of like on a day-to-day basis. You know, we, if we get a job, uh, and it's a good job and then say CBS calls us back up, says, Hey, we want you to do survivor. We want you to do amazing race, whatever the case might be, we would have to quit that job and um, go that way. Um, so it's kind of like, you know, you know, if I go in something, I want to go in and put my effort in. I don't want to go in and work for two months uh, and put all this effort in, build clientele up, and then it's like, hey, I'm really sorry, but CBS called me and they want me to do another show, so I'm going to have to leave. Um, kind of looking at it like that. Um, but then again, I know, you know, I can't be waiting around for a show to call me, so I need a job. So I'm, and then my fans and, you know, the fan mail and the social media – um, it's a lot, and uh, so right now I just don't know. Um, you know, I wish I had some kind of grand uh, master plan, but um, right now I'm kind of like a college student. Um, I'm a little undecided. <laughs> now you have to admit, though, America's favorite house guest is a pretty awesome uh, thing to put on a resume. Yes, it is. It really is, and um, you know, because that's speaking loud words. There was 17 seasons of Big Brother. You know, you you got hundreds of uh, cast members that's been on there, you know, and I respect every one of them, you know, that's they go through the process. I've known what they've been through, and they're all part of the Big Brother family. And uh, it's like with season five, when we had uh, Cowboy, you know, we had our event held in Wichita Falls, Texas for a meet and greet when we had Jackie, Jeff, Meg, me, and, um, and Clay. And, you know, Cowboy reached out to us and was like, hey, you know, I don't want to rain in on y'all's parade. Like, this is uh, y'all's a big event, and it's for you guys. But, you know, I would love to, you know, come by. And I'm like, no, dude, I, you're part of the Big Brother family. I know I'm new, but you are more than welcome to come. Bring your wife. Come on, let's go. Uh, you know, you're with us the whole night. And uh, so it's like that, I guess. And, and then what the America's Favorite House guests, you got, what, 17 of them? You know, it's, we were elite few, so – it's an honor. It's you know, it's a privilege. So um, I definitely don't take it for granted. So go ahead, real quick, tell the listeners where they can where they can find you on social media. Uh, yeah, social media. You can find me on Instagram at uh, J uh, in my last name, which is H U L I N G. I'm very uh, av- you know, uh, I'm always on Instagram posting pictures. Um, y'all probably see. Um, someone said, hey, James, you haven't posted enough pictures of Meg on my Twitter, just being funny, because it's like 15 pictures of just me and Meg. Um, 
And uh, you can follow me on uh, on Twitter at uh, Asian James BB17. Um, so yeah, it's uh, Instagram and um, Twitter. And you can't forget Periscope. Oh yeah, Periscope. Well, if you follow someone on um, on on Twitter, your Periscope will actually give you a, a notification to let you know. That's and that's a big thing right now. And uh, I got your information off Twitter. Sent you an email. We got this set up. You sent me a text and. The rest is history. So that's it. That's uh, it. It's huge. Any words of wisdom or any final words for the listeners? Um, final words. Um, you know, for all the Big Brother fans out there, and some people that are just like, oh, I love Big Brother. I would love to be on there, but maybe possibly one day. Um, don't don't give up. If you, I've I've heard a lot of people. They said they applied time and time again. They haven't got it. I've talked to Robin Cash. She's the casting director at Casting Inc. She's the one that makes everything happen. Um, I even talked to her yesterday. Oh, well, not yesterday. It was like a few days ago in L.A. Um, and she's just so adamant about you've got to keep applying. You know, don't give up because there's people that has applied three, four, five times and made it on Big Brother on their sixth try. Um, so don't give up. Um, you know, what you're selling. Remember, when I go in front of these casting directors, who do I want them to to see me as, and is this me? Um, be yourself. Don't go in there being someone else you're not. You know, if you're a rocker punk chick, be that rocker punk chick. Wear your hair wild pink with you know everything. You know, but don't go in as a rocker punk chick trying to be a country guy because that's what you think they're looking for that season. Um, you know, and if you didn't make it this season, no no worries because they hold on to all your stuff. And next season, they might be looking for a rocker punker chick. And see, you might be perfect for them, and they will reach out, and they will get a hold of you. So um, don't give up. And, um, you know, like I said, be yourself and be true to who you are um, to all the casting producers because Robin Cass, Christopher Catalan, all them guys know. They can see right through you guys. And CBS knows uh, they hire the best people. Um, so... Just be yourself, guys. That's my only thing that I can I can say about that to the viewers and Big Brother fans. Man, I appreciate you giving me some time. I know you're exhausted, jet lag probably all over the place, trying to get settled in. <laughs> it's it's okay, man. Like I said, I it's, I'm last. Y'all fans right there, I love my fans. I was voted America's you know favorite house guest, and this is like the least thing I can do. I, I want to reach out to my fans. I want to answer their questions. Um, I do say. Just give me some time, guys. You know, I'm just getting acclimated back to everything. I got a big pile of fan mail. I got to send it out. I got to rewrite letters, get envelopes. Um, you know, it's it's tough, guys. And um, But just, just bear with me, and I'm going to get back to every one of you guys. Man, I want to thank you. I wish you the best of luck and everything, and hopefully we haven't seen the last of James on our TV. Oh, definitely not. Definitely not, guys. Uh, thanks again. Have a great rest of your evening. Try to rest up, and I look forward to seeing some more Periscope. Oh, yeah, definitely. Sounds good, buddy. Thanks, man. Take care of yourself. You too. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only James. Make sure you stick around. We'll be right back with Jackie at 930, just minutes away. Stick around.
in the club with the lights off, but you act a shy fog. Come and show me that you're with it, with it, with it, with it. Jackie. Hey. 
welcome to the show. I thank you for giving us some time tonight. I, I can't imagine the whirlwind of the life that you're heading back into. <laughs> oh, man, it is crazy, but thank you so much for having me. I would, I, I love to be here right now. It's this is a great opportunity. I truly appreciate it. You've you've traveled the world. You've been secluded in a house with strangers. <laughs> Between Big Brother Seventeen and The Amazing Race Twenty Six, which was I guess what was the biggest difference between the two? Well, I mean, we can state the obvious first with traveling the world versus being locked up in a house. I mean, it doesn't get any more opposite than that. Um, I love traveling. I love being outdoors. So I knew Big Brother was going to be tough. I knew I was going to have to, you know, mentally prepare myself to be locked in there. And, you know, the first couple weeks were really hard. I'm not going to lie. But after a while, I don't know, you just kind of get used to it and you can kind of just it becomes you. It's weird. Just go with the flow. Yeah. Expect the unexpected. It, just go with yeah. it. <laughs> so I know this is kind of biased, and I don't really want to ask it, but who do you find more enjoyable, Phil or Julie? Um, that's such a hard question. I know. They're both so amazing and different. You know, maybe I can say I had more of a relationship with Still, because I, you know, you see him more in person. The only time I actually really did get to see Julie was outside of the house. But she is such a badass woman. I love her to death, and Phil is just the nicest man in the world as well. They're both such amazing people. Now, prior to being on Big Brother 17, you were on Amazing Race, like like we discussed. What mm-hmm. which experience did you learn most about yourself on? Oh, my gosh. Well, just how to basically travel, learn things on the fly, not to mention, I mean, first time ever, I was on a blind date. Like, I did the blind date thing, so I had to meet my partner, Jeff. I had to figure things out. I had to, you know, it's not about me. It's it's a team thing. So I really had to put myself out there, open up the doors. I'm usually a close-off person and just kind of welcome Jeff into my life and let's just get on the plane and go. Let's see what happens. And with your pr- prior experience, you were, you were I guess you really was considered a twist this season on Big Brother 17. Uh, right. The, the amazing over, yeah. race twist. Big Brother we were take a twist over. on the race also, the blind date twist. I know we were a twist both times. It was crazy. That's crazy. Just to, just the thought of what, what was the casting like for that, leading into that. For, did you know what you were going on on the Amazing Race? Did you know you were applying for that show at that? Oh point? yes, yes. I did have a casting agent reach out to the Miami Heat. I used to be the Miami Heat jumper, and this was about you know six seven years ago. So I got an email from them. Um, they're asking for former NBA dancers, um, NFL cheerleaders, if you're interested, but you must be single. It's a new twist going to be for The Amazing Race. And I had just broken up with my boyfriend a week ago, and I was like, yeah, I'm single. I'm ready to go. Pack my bags. Like, I love the race. This is something totally right up my alley, and it kind of just went from there. And then, obviously, Big Brother kind of came from there as well since their CBS shows and were connected. That's what I was going to ask, the casting process. They approached you about the Big Brother 17? 
Yes. Yeah, they gave us a week notice, and yeah, pack your bags again. They honestly didn't even tell me much. They wouldn't even tell me that Jeff was going to be there. Luckily, obviously, Jeff and I talked with each other, so we kind of knew, but we honestly did not have enough time to get everything together, strategize. It was kind of just like, all right, see you in there, and we'll figure it out. It was crazy. Gosh. So how did your family take to the news that you were going to be leaving (laughs) that fast? You know, my family supports me. I've been in entertainment my whole life as a dancer, performer. You know, I love doing this kind of stuff. They already saw me do the race. They already knew CBS was an amazing network. They took great care of me. So they definitely trusted me and CBS and what I was going to be going through. To be honest, they have never seen the show Big Brother. So I was like, I don't think you guys really understand what's going on. So I think for them to not really know the show made it easier because I think if they were to know, they probably would have been a little bit more like, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen to her? <laughs> Jeez. I could only so they were just, like, learning. And my mom got into it. She was, like, watching the feeds. I didn't even tell her about the feeds. Like, she found out on her own. She was watching up until 2 in the morning. Like, she got into it. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Just to think, I couldn't imagine <laughs> watching somebody that you interact with on a daily basis have to live their life in front of millions of people. Yeah. <laughs> Shower, go to the bathroom, go to bed. Yeah. Brush teeth. Like the weird things, no one, you know, you don't want people to see you do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. At least the bathroom's closed off for the most part. Well, the toilet. Yeah, unless, you know, someone like James walks in on you. <laughs> <laughs> on purpose or oh, not, man. regardless. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, now, obviously, you knew going into it, you were going to be a part of a twist to an extent. Did you expect to have that many twists in the season? No. You know, honestly, they didn't even tell us, like, what we were going to be doing. Like I said, they didn't even tell me that Jeff was going to be there. I, I just found out through him, like, hey, you know, just from keeping in touch and talking with him. Um, they told us we were going to be the first amazing racers to be on Big Brother. And right then and there, I knew, wow, like, we need to really, like, like, I mean, it was just such an honor. And we came in. I had no idea we were going to be a takeover. I had no idea Phil was going to be there on the stage. I had no idea we were going to be walking in last. I was just like, gosh, I was terrified. I was like, it's already hard enough having to be in the house and do the show and everything. But to be put on blast like that, I was like, okay, we're definitely, it's going to be really, really hard, extra, extra hard. And obviously that, that puts a big target on your back coming into it with, well, Ooh. being prior, being a prior mm-hmm. guest on a show. Um, yeah. After the twin twist was exposed, who do you feel had the bigger target, you you or the twins? Well, you know, yeah, I know. The twin twins, that's crazy. I thought I had it hard, but that, I got to give those girls props, man. That is tough. But, you know, they're very, like, endearing, lovable. They didn't, you know, have a big target on them, so they did a good job with that. So, obviously, as you saw, we left them in the house. We're like, hey, we like these girls. Let's bring them in. Cool. (laughs) So, I think maybe for... Jeff and I, I think we still had that bigger target, and I know Jeff left the game, unfortunately, early on, and then that kind of was like, oh, no, then I'm the next target, you know, since we were associated. So you knew once Jeff left 
but that left the bigger target on you of the two. Do you feel you made it farther than what you thought you would after Jeff was evicted? I definitely did. I mean, as you saw, I was on the block the next week. I knew I had to really step up my game. I mean, I wanted to play the low-key card in the beginning, especially being put on blocks, the amazing race, take over this and that. I wanted to just, like, it was my strategy to lay low and kind of make myself not threatening at all. But then once Jeff left, I knew they were going to be after me. So, sure enough, I was on the block. So then the next following week, I had to win HOH, and I did. And that's when I started speaking up, started playing, and started making um, the alliances I wanted to make. So, with the HOH, you get a basket of goodies. And yeah. you, get, you get your music. So what was your <laughs> choice of music? Well, you know, we we give a lot of choices. I ended up with Drake. I don't know how that ended up on the list, but um, I must have put it on there somewhere. But I ended up with Drake. <laughs> so uh, I would have liked Calvin you, Harris, to be honest. Well, that, that's one thing I was going to ask. If you could have brought one song with you just to listen to on repeat the entire season, what song would it have been? Oh, my gosh. That's a good question. Uh, one of my all-time favorite songs is, honestly, Welcome to the Jungle, Guns N' Roses. <laughs> I love that song, and it gets me going. That would have been a fun one to listen to. That would have been cool if someone got Guns N' Roses in the house. Now, what about TV show-wise? What one TV show would you have brought with you? I am obsessed with Sitcom-wise, I love Seinfeld. That's, like, my favorite show. And reality show, I do my guilty pleasure, the Kardashians. I love I love it all. I really do. <laughs> They're and, just entertaining to me. And my, my wife watches it, and I just sit and kind of cringe. But I <laughs> just, like, just like Austin, I kind of have a background to an extent in wrestling. I used to referee, so I kind of know That's a lot cool. of the guys. So on E, they have the Total Divas. And guys aren't supposed mm-hmm. to watch that, but I guess that would kind of be like my little guilty pleasure to an extent. Of No, that's awesome. That's a good show, too. My cousin actually works on that production. She's, oh. um, yeah, yeah, it's really cool. No, I, I, I'm going to let her know because I love that show also. Those, those girls are amazing. And I, just being able to, I guess, be like you said, on production or something, getting to travel all, all over the world for that, but not have to compete for your spot there <laughs> really would make it that much mm-hmm. more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big so, time. Now, after you've been able to step back into reality, take a look at some of the gameplay, who do you feel like you should have trusted more in the house or you wish that you had known more about that you could have relied on? You know, Vanessa hands down played an amazing game. I tried really hard to work with her, as you saw when we were HOH's um, co-HOH week five. I tried, but then kind of screwed us and went against us. So it was really hard to trust her, and not to mention she did get rid of Jeff as well. And I knew she was really worried that I would go after her since she did do that. But I was going to give her a chance because I saw the kind of game she was playing. I was like, I need to be on this girl's side. Um, but other than her, maybe like Steve or Johnny Mack. Um, I was starting to work with Johnny Mack. We had Creating Alliance um, week two along with Shelly and Clay and Jeff. Uh, didn't you know that fell through? 
So maybe with Steve, obviously Steve put me up as well. Um, but it was really hard with him because he wasn't talking game with me. So, you know, if you're not talking game with me, I'm not talking game with you. And just kind of left it that. I mean, it might have helped me out a little more so he wouldn't have put me up. But he had his own alliance at the end of the day. So you got to respect that too. You got to be loyal to your people. Like like you'd mentioned, Vanessa was a great game player. I got so annoyed with her game, <laughs> though. I guess just because Ooh. she was slowly picking off everybody, I was thinking, okay, come on, yeah. somebody's got to see the light. They're, they're, it's at the tunnel, but they they've just got to see it. And I know <laughs> oh, that doesn't yeah. help seeing everything, but if somebody could have put the pieces of the puzzle together sooner, I think that they right. Could have complete difference if they had voted out Vanessa instead of Shelley. Yeah, you know what? And we definitely did. It, it was all, as you saw, it was us. It was me, Becky. Becky obviously is the one that put her up. Um, James and Meg. We were dead on it. We knew, whoa, this girl is, she's getting stuff done. She needs to go, unfortunately. She's not on our side. So, you know, you got to do what you got to do in the game. Um the one thing I will say, though, I know everyone keeps bringing that up, why we end up voting out Shelly instead of her. I don't know. I just kind of like, it was the time to get rid of Shelly. Shelly was more likable. We thought other people would put Vanessa up next, you know, because a lot of people were kind of getting to know what she was up to. Um, and also, she did win that Disneyland competition, the jury comeback. So even if we did get rid of her, that week, she would have won that comp, come back in the game, and then had a reason to, like, throw down. So, I don't know what would have happened there. It would have been crazy. Yeah, I think it, it Yeah, it <laughs> then she would have, like, really been like, okay, bam, 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 you know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, um, the moment you saw the final two, there you saw mm-hmm. Steve and Liz sitting there. Did you know who your vote was going to be for at that point already? Oh, yeah. Yes, Would, and, you know, not to say that Liz didn't play a good game. She definitely did. She got through the twin twist, and she got, you know, she won HOHs and got rid of other amazing players. Um, but Steve, he did play a better game, in my opinion, and he got rid of me. At the end of the day, I was like, hey, you got rid of me. You blindsided me. Like, good game, sir. Like, <laughs> I felt like, hey, you deserve to win. So, could he have said anything during the questioning that would have swayed your vote? I don't think so. I mean, I know Steve's a good talker. He's a very smart guy. I knew he was going to answer those questions and be on point. And we kind of already knew what was going on in the house. We saw it. We've been living with them. I don't see if there was anything he could have said um, to change it. I don't know. Not for me, at least, I don't think. And... I didn't watch the feeds. I kept up to date with Twitter and some of the fan pages mm-hmm. seeing it because it really gives you a timeline. So it stops you from having to watch the feeds. It cuts out all the yeah. boring. It gives you the good. And that's awesome. Had, yeah. Going into it, they had said Steve was practicing his eviction speech for Vanessa if he was to win the final HOH. And I'm oh. thinking, God, if he really does this, this is going to be a big move for him. And I just didn't think he had it in him. And oh. I I think I was just as surprised as Liz was sitting there next to him when he said it, because I just didn't think he'd be able to pull the trigger on it. Had, yeah, had he I, not pulled the trigger and sat there next to Vanessa, would you have still voted for Steve? 
Oh, I was I was really afraid of that final two because that was really hard. I honestly I I didn't know what I was gonna do. I was wanting to still give my vote to Steve, but I mean Vanessa played a good game too and she deserved it. So it was really a tough one. I'm kinda of glad it happened that way. And for Steve, like you said, to actually like get the balls to get rid of her, that made it even more like okay, yes, he deserves to win. He did it. He went through with it. He didn't, like, you know, chintzy out and take her with him. Like, it was awesome. Now, I'm going to ask you a kind of off Big Brother question. I want to see your opinion. Obviously, you mentioned you're you're a fan of reality TV already as it is. But let's say Mm -hmm. CBS approached you with giving you your own sitcom. Who would you star as your co-star? Who would you pick as your co-star? Well, what would the show be? What should we do? do? I mean, <laughs> let's do a comedy based. A comedy, okay. A comedy well, based. Well, I got I, the Kardashians. Well, okay, okay. Um, well, I definitely got to bring my little goblins, Meg, James, and Jason. I mean, if we're talking comedy, like those three are hilarious. That's Basically, why I wanted to just like hang with them the entire time, and how we ended up working together—they're just so funny and awesome. But Kardashian-wise, are we going for like maybe more of kind of like the like the hills to where it was kind of like the I don't want to say staged to the extent, but kind of a scripted reality show. Celebrity-wise, who would you bring as your other half? Oh, just like any celebrity? Mm-hmm. Not like, not house? No, don't have to be a big, big Brother house guest. Who would you bring in as your other half to bounce off of? Back up? Oh, good question, good question. Um, oh, I don't know. There's so many people. <laughs> okay. No, should I say my girl, Kim? Kim Kardashian? There you go. You're so with it. Yeah. No, I love her. I know everyone's always like so indifferent about her, but I think she's a badass. I, looking back, out of the three, I think I like Courtney, and I don't really. Know why. She's just I. She's kind of got that evil evilness to her to the extent <laughs> that I think she just seems more real to me, but in certain situations to where you can kind of see when she does something. I don't know if it's just my wife kind of shares the same personality and I kind of see my wife. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and maybe she's a little more real. You are right. She is more like down to earth and obviously has the children, so she kind of doesn't care about, like, her priority is her family and her life, not the show it looks like when watching. And, and when she puts it, when a plan comes together, you kind of see that kind of Dr. Evil grin come out the side. <laughs> Maybe she gets that from her mom. I don't know. Like she's ready to strike. <laughs> yep. I kind of feel like I'm like that too. I'll be quiet. I'll look around. I'll okay. I'll learn and listen, and then I'll be like, okay, then I'll strike. My Scorpio side. <laughs> <laughs> now you had mentioned "Welcome to the Jungle" was mm-hmm. one of your one of your guilty pleasure songs. What? Well, I guess what would be your other guilty pleasure song? Like you, you like you jam to, but you don't want anybody else to know it. Like I was, I was a big fan of boy bands, and it, it's hard to say that without getting a lot of flack. But <laughs> and a Motown, 
and that type of stuff. And the bad thing is you can jam to the CD and know the entire, know every song, every word. Yeah. And you have to kind of do it down and the side to where nobody sees you do it. So what's that one song for you? Let's do the one song. Well, if we're going to, okay, now that you're bringing up boy bands, let's go back to my ultimate favorite growing up, um, Britney Spears. And let's let's take a song. I don't know. Maybe we'll do the, her first hit, "Hit Me, Baby, One More Time." Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. That's when I was like, she was the reason why I was like, I want to be a performer. I want to dance. I got to do this. Like she was, she was it for me. The reason, like, why I was like really into it. So yeah, "Hit Me, Baby, One More Time." <laughs> and I, I was traveling with a bunch of friends going to a, a Kings Island theme park and Britney Spears came on and they put the CD in to make it just to be ha ha funny and the bad thing is I knew every damn word to it and when Lucky <laughs> came around I oh. yeah belted it out and then I got all these looks and I'm thinking oh god but luckily my future wife was sitting next sitting there next to me so I didn't have to worry that bad <laughs> so I did something Aww. right what, yeah, what's next for awesome. Jack? What's next? I mean, right now, just kind of getting back to my life. I live out in Las Vegas. I love it out here. I've been here for almost 10 years performing. I've done a bunch of shows out here. I love it. Um, I want to get back into dancing, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, maybe it's time to transition. I've studied hospitality management in school, so I do love the hotel business. So, uh, just kind of figuring things out. I'm in a show out here at Caesars Palace. I dance in Nat Gauze show. And I dance over at Hakkasan as well, which is like one of the nightclubs. And I perform and do different shows. Um, I, I, I just love it. What's, give the give the listeners real quick a where they can follow you at on social media. Social media, yes. A big time on Instagram. That's where you can find me the most. It will be Jackie X Ibarra. Twitter, getting better at it. You can find me there at Jackie X Isabel. And um, I'm on Facebook, not so much. Um, and I'm learning a Periscope. I know I've been trying. <laughs> I'm, I'm such a failure, but little by little, and the you now, I'll, I'll get into it, I promise. <laughs> that, that Periscope, like I talked with James, is taking over. It's it's mm-hmm. a great way, he said, to be able to interact with the fans and to actually give them that interaction for the support that they provide. Yeah. It's have so any, cool. Do you have any words of wisdom for any future, future potential Big Brother house guests or Amazing Racers? Well, for Big Brother potential, I would say, honestly, just like, don't go in there trying to be somebody because those are the people that are first to go. I feel our season was kind of like that. The people that were the bigger voices, not so much bigger gamers. I think it got mixed up with since they had bigger voices, they were the ones that looked like they would be bigger gamers. Um, Just kind of be low key, get to know everybody, be quiet, you know, shut your mouth. Like, just get the, you know, before you speak, you know, because anything you say is held against you. For the Rays, just go out there and have so much fun. Honestly, like, I know the creators and producers always say, just stop and, like, enjoy the moment, you know, and that's, Jeff and I just had so much fun, and I know we didn't make it that 
far, unfortunately, but we had so much fun, and I'll remember it for the rest of my life. Now, Jeff is actually listening now. He's he's queuing up, getting ready to come on. You have a message yeah, for Jeff? Yeah, <laughs> Hey, Jeff. <laughs> I know. I was just in Texas with him and um, James and Meg, of course, and Clay. But, yeah, I just saw them a couple days ago. But, yeah. <laughs> Cowboy made an appearance, too. Cowboy! Yes, Cowboy was there. He is the coolest guy ever. That was it, fun. It, yeah, he was a fun one. <laughs> it was cool to meet him. The house, it just seems like once you're in the house, you're in it together. Kind of like blood sisters, blood brothers. Oh, man, it's crazy. You want to, like, go against each other, but you just develop this family. It, it, it's hard. It's so hard. Oh, man, I think I cried at every eviction. I'm like, why am I crying? Like, they're fine. They're just going home. They're not, like, dying. Yeah. But, like, it feels like they are. <laughs> They get to see their families. I'm stuck here. Uh, yeah, I know. I was very envious every time someone left the house. I was like, I want to go, but obviously you can't. You got to fight and stay. But I'm like, I'm like a little jealous. You get to go home and you know get back to your lives. <laughs> I want to. I want to thank you for coming on the show tonight. Uh, I had a blast. Oh. I wish we had more time. Um, yeah. Had difficulty getting get the phone going at first, but. I wish you the best of luck. <laughs> Hopefully we haven't seen the last of Jackie on the TV and we can see yeah. Jackie Kardashian special. <laughs> Maybe oh, you can man, talk him into no. doing a Big Brother Kardashian style. Oh, my gosh. We'll see. I doubt anyone <laughs> would want to watch that. <laughs> I, I couldn't see the Kardashians doing an amazing race running in hills or anything, but it'd be worth a shot. <laughs> so I yeah, no, I mean... Tonight. Yeah, thank you, Jeremy. And Jackie, I wish you the best of luck in everything. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Jackie. Thank you, guys. Thank you. your budget and i'm like honestly i don't know nothing about mopeds he said i got the one for you follow me Ooh, it's too real chrome down mirror i don't need a windshield banana seat i can't be on two wheels 800 cash that's a hell of a deal i'm headed downtown cruising through the alley tiptoe in the street like ballet pulled up moped to the ballet white walls on the wheels like mayonnaise I'm so low that my scrotum's almost dragging up on the concrete. My seat is leather. I ride a line, it's pleather. But girl, we can still ride together. You don't need an Uber. You don't need a cab. Fuck a bus pass. You got a moped, man. She got 1988 Mariah Carey hair. Very rare. Mom jeans on her derriere. Throwing up the wax.
gentlemen, please join me in welcoming tonight's final guest. He was a star on The Amazing Race, and this summer he helped take over the Big Brother house as a twist. Ladies and gentlemen, please join me in welcoming Jeff. Hey, what's going on? Hey, man, welcome to the show. I know you caught the tail yeah, in there with, for me. with Jackie. It's it, it's it's weird being able to talk to somebody that's it's been on, I guess, different types of reality shows. I've had Big Brother on the past, Real World from MTV, in different types, but to be on two different ones and just to, the dif- the difference between the two. What what was the casting on that aspect of it? On uh, which one? On well, Amazing guess, Race? Yeah, going into the Amazing Race. Yeah. Well, um, the Amazing Race kind of came out of nowhere for me, to to be honest with you. I, I always knew I wanted to go on there. And for me, I reached out. I had a, a connection, really, with the casting director. So I didn't really have to go through the, the entire process. And I think, you know, that's for the most part of shows. You know, Big Brother, Amazing Race. You know, 50% of the people, they'll go through a casting director, which is the easy route, or you take the hard route and go through the audition process. Uh, so for me, uh, being casted wasn't incredibly difficult. Uh, again, you know, I had to submit videos and, and go through interviews just like anybody else, but I got to skip, like, those those crazy auditions where it's held in, like, random cities and you have thousands of people trying to get through that audition process. So it's, I think it's much easier if you if you go through a casting director. At least, you know, do your own research. Figure out who it is and then try to go through them. And now Jackie said that you all were given roughly about a week's notice that you were going to be on Big Brother. How did you take that? Yeah, that, you know, to be honest, uh, I was at a point in my life where I was trying to to get a new job and – so at first I was a little hesitant. I was like, ah, you know, I'm still kind of trying to recuperate from Amazing Race because anytime I do one of these TV shows, I have to quit my job and then I have to, you know, get back into the groove of things and start interviewing. And I'm pretty picky. So for me, I was like, dang, you know, I I don't have a solid job lined up. And so I was like, man, am I going to take another step back and prolong the process of me getting a, a good job and so yeah at first I'm not gonna lie I was a little reluctant I was like I don't know if I even want to do it and you know people are gonna be pissed off that I would even say something like that because people would kill to go on that show but um you know I, I got in my senses and uh I was like you know what it's gonna be a great opportunity and Big Brother uh, I watched it at a young age with my mom like when I was 10 years old and uh, so I was pretty familiar with the show. So I was like, you know what? I understand the concept. Uh, I'm going in it with somebody I know, which is best case scenario. That's, you know, what everybody wants is to, to go in there knowing someone. But, um, yeah, no, it was. I was pretty pumped, though. When I finally made the decision I was going to do it, I had about a week to, to really figure everything out and, and get everything orchestrated to go on the show. Now, you had mentioned, obviously, employment. Were you employed at the time right. that they approached you for to, for the week notice, or? Yeah, so I was. I actually had a temporary job. Uh, I went out to California and I was working with one of my buddies for a company called Vivint. They do solar panels. Uh, they do like home alarm systems, home automation. And I worked for that company in the past. I was a sales manager with them for about four years. And so I just called my buddy. He was living in San Diego. I'm like, hey, dude, is it cool? While well, I'm um, 
while I'm trying to do other things and interview at other places, if I just work for you so I can have a steady income coming in, and then, you know, once I get the job that I want, I'm just going to leave. And so he was pretty cool with that. So, yeah, I was living in California, kind of living it up, doing a, a fairly easy sales job. Sales is, sales isn't easy either. That's the that's, <laughs> I don't think people understand that. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, when I say it's easy, for me it was easy because I've done it for so many years, especially with that company. So there was no learning curve. And, no, sales can definitely be rough. I think that it takes a, a certain type of person to be able to endure what you have to do on a daily basis. So what would, ideally in sales, you have semi-rate customers here and there. So would right. you rather deal with an irate customer or go back into the Big Brother house? <laughs> you know, I would I would probably <laughs> – that's actually a really good and funny question. Um, I would probably rather – I'd probably rather go back in the Big Brother house only because I feel like I have unfinished business. I feel like, um, you know, I didn't place as well as I imagined. I thought that uh, I just kind of got shafted there and just kind of blindsided. And um, I knew a little bit of of it was my own doing, just talking a little bit too much early on in the game. But I thought that my game was pretty solid. It's just the issue with this this past season was, you know, there really wasn't any true alliance. You know, you couldn't – there was no actually having an alliance with anybody because they they want to keep it a secret and people are trying to, you know, bring new people in and that's what caused Mm -hmm. issues. And it's just – it was a nightmare. And like you said, they were they were they were fly by night. What they had, they were just popping up, and they would they would jump on it. But how long was that was that ride going to be? Yeah, right. I mean, you you never know. Like an alliance can last for forty eight hours, and then it crumbles to shit. Um, yeah. And people were terrified. To even like I always felt like you know, anytime I go to bed, that's when all all hell breaks loose. So you don't even want to sleep. And anytime I got into a weird predicament in that house, it was when I was in bed. Like if you look back, I'm in bed, hanging out with Meg, and I get pulled out of bed in the middle of the night by Audrey, who I have to get interrogated in a hot seat in the HOH room. And luckily, I they were gunning for me at that point. And James was the HOH, and I, I talked some sense into him. And we got him to kind of keep me off the radar and, and keep me off, off the chopping block. But then again, when I was sleeping in bed, once again, that's when um, I saw Austin come in and I forget who he pulled out of bed. And I was like, what the heck's going on? Austin never comes in this room. He never pulls people out of bed. Like now what are they conspiring? And I made the mistake. I should have just said, you know what? I'm going to leave this one alone. I'm not going to get up and try to figure out what's going on because that's when I got attacked by Vanessa, <laughs> uh, like near the bathroom. <laughs> so I should have just stayed asleep. <laughs> and you, I guess you really never know what you're going to miss. Obviously, being in the house and not being in the house, you were able to sit back and watch some of it once uh, once you got evicted from the house. What do you right. feel was the biggest biggest impact play that was made in the season? You know, I would say that the the biggest impact play, you know, I think that gunning for Clay and Shelly and breaking them up was huge, huge for the game. I mean, really, uh, I could have have seen either one of them 
probably Shelley making it to the end. And so by them deciding, look, we're going to finally break up Chloe, something that I, I just don't understand why people weren't on board for earlier on in the game. I mean, it was apparent that they were a showmance very early and people, it was just weird. Like this season, like I said, was weird. It's like, yeah, we're cool with, you know, the showman sticking around. We're cool with another twin entering the house, and we don't need to let another twin enter the house. We could have just evicted Liz and bypassed that whole thing and the Sixth Sense Alliance, you know. But, excuse me, um, I don't know. People just weren't thinking that way, and I don't know why. I don't know if it was out of fear or what it was. One question that, I, that I've asked uh, everybody I've had on the show so far, and it's one that just sticks out to me, Liz started the game. How how different do you think it would have been if Julia would have been the one introduced to the house? You know, that's a that's a great question. I think that it's it's really hard to answer that because obviously Julia was having to basically pretend to be somebody she's not. I mean, they're twins, but they're completely different, different personalities. So it's really hard to answer that because she was quiet for the most part. I don't know if she's like that in real life. I really haven't had a chance to hang out with her outside of the house, but I don't know if it would have really made too much of an impact. But um, th- then again, I don't know. I really don't know her personality. I think she would have been a little bit more reserved than Liz, maybe even a little less liked. So maybe it would have been a little worse. It, it makes you wonder because it started off kind of slow and you could see it build Liz and Austin. You seen it. You you could see it build, and then you kind of saw the resistance from Liz at the same time. So it just makes you wonder right. how close they would have really been had it been Julia that started. Would Austin have really kind of got that rub and think like, okay, I like this girl? Or had it been Julia, would he have really still felt that same way? Yeah, I I really don't think so, and it's because. I think that Liz's personality is definitely a little bit more flirtatious, as you can see from the episodes. You know, she she definitely flirted her way um, with a bunch of guys throughout the season. Yeah. Um, I, I, don't, I don't think, yeah, I don't think that feelings would have ever developed. And who knows, maybe Austin would still have his old girlfriend. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> the one that he broke up with before the house, right? <laughs> yeah, before the house, a.k.a. like on live feeds. Yeah. So you you were able to watch some of it, and you experienced being a part of the Big Brother takeover. How did you feel that they just suddenly dropped it? Well, honestly, um, I think it was a, a great idea to drop it because the takeovers were awful. I mean, really, I just don't think that they're very – and CBS is going to kill me for saying this, but it's an opinion. It's it's. I'm not trying to bash CBS. I mean, they did what Absolutely. they had to do, but um, – I just don't think that they're very well thought out. And I think that the, the takeovers were kind of weak. I mean, I think that the the fans were expecting much more. And I think that they were highly disappointed with the takeovers. I mean, they really were. They were all super lame. I think it should have definitely been something that was more interactive with the fans. And it wasn't. It was, it was just like just random stuff. Like the Gronk party was <laughs> – I mean, it was just annoying, to to be honest with you. And and so were, you know, a couple of the other uh, takeovers. So, yeah, I wasn't a huge fan. That That's really how bad it is, because it lasted, what, about four weeks, I think? And the only ones I can confirm that I actually remember, obviously, the Amazing Race at the start of it. And, right. And the Gronk party. The Gronk just sticks out. I think that was the last one. And... 
Last season, they had Team America, which was very interactive. And this season, they didn't provide you with really inter- any interaction at all. Yeah, no, it's really weird. Um, I, You know, no, like, we, we kept thinking that there's got to be, you know, America's player and this and that, which there honestly should have been. I don't know why they didn't bring that into the equation. Um, I think that the twin twist, I think they could have thought a little bit more into that one, too. Like, for example, both myself and Shelly have twins, obviously not identical, but, hey, let's bring it, let's have, let's have these twins, which they're going to like switch each other in and out. So we're not going to know because they're identical, but then let's have, you know, either myself or Shelly be playing inside the house with our twin. That would have been crazy. And just like, try to keep it a secret. So many. And what I, when at first, when Davon eventually figured out that there was a twin twist, I thought, okay, this is the end of it. I thought that this is the end. It's over with. They have no chance of making it. And right. somehow, somehow nobody really had the balls to pull that trigger sooner. And I think, like you had mentioned, that could have been just a real drastic change in the game. Yeah, not only a drastic change in the game, but a real easy target. I mean, really, it's 100% justifiable. You're not going to look like the bad guy. It's going to be a nice, smooth, easy HOH. Let's get everybody on board. Hey, it makes it makes more sense. Let's not bring another person in the house that's an identical twin who's going to more more than likely vote in favor of their twin and work together as a as a team and you know one of the one of the stronger teams in the house. I mean, they made they both made it very far. You know, they did. Um, with you having the experience on both shows, which do you feel was the biggest disappointment? Being eliminated or being evicted from the house? You know what? It sounds it sounds crazy, but being evicted from the house. Wow, you know, you know what? Being evicted from the house wasn't as disappointing as being eliminated from the Amazing Race. And the only reason why I say that is, it's all about accountability and things that you can control. I feel that in Big Brother, there's a lot more variables that come into play. So at the end of the day, you kind of rationalize it as, well, there was so much stuff that I couldn't control. It was beyond my control. I, I didn't see this coming. I didn't really have too much to do with, with the eviction. Whereas Amazing Race, you kind of hold yourself a little bit more accountable. You're like, well, you know, I made a wrong turn. This was my fault. I did this, and this was a direct outcome. So I think that from a logical standpoint, you're going to be a little bit more disappointed um, when you get eliminated from the race. So what was your biggest reward from being in the Big Brother house? You know, I would say my biggest reward wasn't really anything that happened within the house. It was really the response from the fans and being able to talk to them and communicate with them outside of the house. I think that it just opened up way more doors. Like the race, yeah, they have fans, but Big Brother – they have a huge following, probably a hundred times that of the Amazing Race. So it was, it was really, it was, it was really fun. It's been fun over the past few months to just interact with the fans, talk with them, and yeah, I mean, your social media it, it blows up, and yeah, it was just, it was really rewarding. It was a, a cool experience to to see the the aftermath of being on a show like Big Brother. What did you learn most about yourself 
while being separated from reality to the extent and being secluded in a house with with strangers. You know, I think what I learned most about myself is the fact that I I put too much trust in others. Uh, it's just one of those things that I do naturally. And in Big Brother, you can't do that. You really always have to have your guard up. You really have to always be questioning people's motives and be on top of your game. You can't just say, you know what, I like this guy. We've had a couple of good conversations, or I like this girl. We've had a good couple conversations. I'm going to trust her or trust him and say whatever I want to them, and hopefully nothing comes back to bite you in the ass. And you know what, it, it could be like that in real life too. And so it just kind of it taught me to, to be a little bit more on my guard, not as – not as quick to share certain things with certain people. Now, you mentioned trust, and I've asked this to everybody, too. Who do you wish that you would have trusted more in the house now that you've been able to step back and take a look? Um, you know, I think that, and I actually had this conversation with her. I feel that if if Audrey and I could have got on the same page and trusted each other a lot more, Audrey and I could have killed it if we were, you know, a part of a solid alliance and had that that foundation of trust, we could have both went much, much farther in the game. And see, I, I don't know. This the, that's the first time that anybody's given that response. And typically, it's it's been Austin or Steve. And so, so that I guess it kind of catches me off guard on that on that extent. What was it, I guess, in the conversation you had after the game that leaned you towards towards that decision? Well, you know what? Let's let's be honest. Audrey went far too soon. Uh, you know, just from a, I you know, I I guess like from a challenge standpoint, this is like kind of putting that on the back burner. You know, that's questionable. It's debatable how she would do in challenges, but from a social gameplay standpoint, Audrey was was up there with with Day. I mean, those two, as far as being able to manipulate the house, being able to stir up stuff, being able to, to really do crazy things and then somehow justify those crazy things and get people on board. I mean, they were both, especially Audrey, I mean, we saw what she did. She caused mayhem, and she was a mastermind. And I feel that I just I feel that our gameplay would have complemented one another, and that's what you're looking for. You know, you want, you want to team up with someone – who has a little bit different strengths than you do. Do you feel that the editing of the show made anybody look worse than what they really are or played a bigger part? You know, I wouldn't say that the the editing, I feel like, was somewhat fair. I don't think that it made anybody look worse, but I certainly think that the editing made people look better. Do you care? If that to, makes sense. <laughs> it does. Do you care to sh- shed any light on that, or yeah? You, you yeah, I feel cat? like you know. And again, I don't have any issues with any of these house guests. I don't hold any grudges with any of them. So this is just all opinion based. But um, I think that they certainly. Um, sugar-coated Vanessa. I really don't think that they showed just how crazy she was inside the house and just how how much of a, a bipolar decision-maker she was. I feel like they were always trying to just make her look like a mastermind, like which, you know, she had her hand in every eviction pretty much. But 
at the same time, they didn't really show like she was all over the place. Like you, you never knew where she was at, where she stood. I mean, she was changing her decision, you know, more times than, than most people would, you know, change their clothes throughout the week. I mean, she, it was, it was insane. So I think that they sugarcoated her a little bit. Um, I do think that Austin, I don't think that they portrayed him really the way that, you know, we kind of saw him in the house. And, you know, I feel like if you watch the live feeds, you got a little bit better of an idea of who he was. And I think you get a better idea of who everybody was from the live feeds as opposed to the show. Uh, even myself, I didn't really get much airtime. And I feel like they just try to portray me as some kind of uh, self-centered uh, salesman. And th- that was about it. I mean, really, I mean, they didn't really show, Hey, you know, this guy had the Jeff and Austin talk show and um, you know, I'm, I'm a real person. I'm not just some robot that sells things to people emotionless. I just felt like my portrayal was a little off. And um, other than that, I think everybody else for the most part were portrayed pretty on par with, with how they were acting. Last season, they, <laughs> the ahead. biggest corporate that I had, that I had heard that the editing played a big part in. And I, I liked the guy. I, I thought he did great. Well, I, I liked Donnie. I thought Donnie did fantastic. Last Love season. Donnie. But a lot of the guests that I had last season said that the editing made him look a lot better. They painted a prettier picture than than what was reality. So that that's why I like to ask that question just to see. You know if it's that that better. could be the case. I mean so I, I think he's a stand up guy. I, I hung out with him at um Give Kids the World charity in Orlando, Florida, where I got to meet a lot of other former house guests and the guy's hilarious. I think that he was a little bit more wild than what they showed. Uh do I think he's a nice guy? Yeah, but you know, not not everyone is going to be that nice all the time. I'm sure he had outbursts or some kind of breakdown in there. Uh, I feel like the nicest person can go in that house and they're going to have some kind of mental breakdown or act crazy for at least, you know, 10 seconds. Absolutely. So, I, you know, I'm right there with you. And I love the guy, and I, I he, he made last season, I thought, with the Team America. He, he, he wore that on his sleeve. And I, I wish they had done something similar this season with that. I think it would have just drawn it more compared to everybody flip-flopping on who they were right. with and who they weren't with. But sure. uh, let's say that you had made it to the jury house in the final two, Steve or Liz, who would you have put your vote towards? You know, I would have, I would have kept my vote towards Steve. And it's, it's, it's not so much a, and you know, you, you hate to say this because nobody wants to hear this. Nobody wants to hear Hey, I voted based on personal reasons, not gameplay reasons. Everybody wants the, you know, the best player to win. But I honestly think now I'll, I'll go to bat for Steve and I'll and I'll fight in defense for him as to why he should have won the game and he did win the game. But uh, in this scenario, I feel that you know Steve did prove to himself that he, you know, he's capable of winning challenges. Uh, number one, and number two, his lack you know, lack thereof of a social strategy was a social strategy. So it it honestly coasted him to the end. He was the socially awkward person that creeped everybody out. And uh, he kind of stayed under the radar, you know, it was, I think he did a fantastic job and not to mention he's a young guy. I'm sure he could use the money and you know, why not? 
And I, I must admit, when he had posted the picture of his first big purchase since leaving, since winning the game, was the the new Nintendo system. I kind of kind of chuckled at that. I just thought that was such a <laughs> such I, a I steep move. So yeah, I would I would have been more like Ian Terry and posted a picture of my new BMW. Yeah, absolutely. Who, if it was down to Ian and Steve, who who would you have given your vote to? Oh my gosh, Ian, hands down. That's not even that's not even a fair question, and it's not even fair that people try to compare the two. It's not even a comparison. And it's and you did see that a lot this season, the the super fans, and I think that's really what I don't want to say confused the two, but that's I think what a lot of people used. They were both the super fans going into it, and they both won. And it was it was a neat experience, but it had to come down to Steve and Vanessa. Would you have still swayed towards Steve? Unfortunately for me, I know that Vanessa would definitely, like I said, for me, I would have still chosen Steve. The only reason why is, you know, the guy had my back when I was on my way out of the house. I would have felt like I would have owed it to him. Uh, granted that the votes would have flipped, I would have known, you know what, Steve was one of those votes, why I stayed here. And so I would have reasoned, like, hey, I owe this to Steve. I don't owe anything to Vanessa. In fact, Vanessa was my demise in the house. And so that would have been a personal thing, once again, opposed to a gameplay thing. I think that Vanessa, gameplay-wise, hands down, had much better gameplay than Steve ever did, but she still wouldn't have gotten my vote. Would you have compared her gameplay to Derek from last season? <laughs> no. no? <laughs> That's okay. Ridiculous. <laughs> That's I, I. My wife was a big fan of Derek last season. I he played the game very well, but entertainment-wise, he didn't bring that entertainment to me. And I, I don't. And I got a lot of a lot of feedback about that, stating that I was stupid for thinking that. But just like you said, you have an opinion, I have an opinion. I just, he, he played well, he won the game. That's what matters. But he just didn't bring that oomph to it to me. Well, here's the deal. Like, you know, you're either, sometimes you could get caught up in trying to to amplify your own personality and people get, they get insecure and, you know, they see a, a, a bigger personality in the house and they're like, oh shit, let's get rid of them. And for what reason? I have no idea because logically just because someone has a big personality doesn't mean they're going to win challenges or even capable of winning a challenge or even capable of, you know, social strategy. And I think it's just one of those things, big personalities intimidate people by nature. You know, it makes people feel, you know, a lack of uh, security. And I, I just, I don't know. So I think that he played a good game because he was super low key. He, um, if you if you talk to him in person, which I've had a couple of conversations with him, he's pretty laid back. So I don't I don't think that he was trying to be somebody he wasn't in there. He's just a laid back guy. So he's not going to dance around for you, I don't think. And when when I had the opportunity to speak to him last season, he was you could tell he was a real driven person, and he right. he was there he was there to win it. He had a, he had a purpose behind it, and he was obviously doing it for his daughter and for his wife, for his family, and. That's one thing that I did like about him. I just wish he had had that more, I guess, social to the extent to where it was that more exciting. But, you know, that's what makes Big Brother what it is. is Sure. So, what's next for you? 
Well, uh, for me, unlike a lot of the other house guests, I, um, I'm not really trying to, you know, not saying that this is a bad thing. Trust me, everyone wants to do something different with their life. So I'm not, you know, this isn't negative by any means. Everyone wants to go down a different path. Um, you know, I feel that a lot of the house guests are trying to, to ride out their, their 15 minutes of fame uh, for as long as possible. And I'm just kind of taking a, a logical standpoint. I'm like, you know what? I got on two great TV shows at the time of my life. You know, I'm 27 years old. It's time to start thinking about my future. And realistically, you know, am I going to make a career out of reality TV shows? Am I, I going to get something that's a little bit more stable from it, like a TV hosting gig? Maybe. It's a big maybe. But uh, for me, I've been focusing on my career. I do medical device sales now. Uh, I run the whole uh, Southern Texas territory, and that's, that's what I'm doing. I'm focusing on my career. Do you have any upcoming appearances? I know you'd you'd have done one uh, with James and them. I do not as of right now. I know that there is some talk about a Vegas Halloween uh, get-together, and I think it's already actually kind of in the works, and some people have already committed to it. And that would be with – I think it would be actually at Vanessa's. I think she's kind of putting everything together. I don't know if I'm going to make it to that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it's going to be in Vegas. I don't know. I don't know. Like I want to, I want to be against going. Like I don't have any hard feelings for for any of them. I mean, am I going to feel awkward around some of them? Yeah. Like I see Austin, it'd be a little awkward around them, but you know, it's, it is what it is. But yeah, as of right now, to answer your question, no, I don't have any appearances lined up. So social media real quick, plug that to where the listeners can find you. Yeah, so let's let's get my followers up on Twitter and Instagram. So Twitter, it's Jeff Weldon twenty one, and that's spelled Jeff and then W E L D O N twenty one, and then Instagram's J and then D is in David Weldon. So J D W E L D O N. So follow me on Instagram and Twitter, guys. And you, other you than that, I periscope quite a bit. What's that? You, you're real interactive. You you respond. That's yeah, yeah. I mean, I I feel like I was a little bit more interactive prior to my new career, uh, just because I had a lot more time. But I still try to keep up with the fans, and yeah, I'm super interactive with them. I try to respond as much as possible. So that's that's always nice to actually, when you reach out to somebody, to actually acknowledge that you even sent them a message. Absolutely. That, hell, that's how that, that's how this happened. We were able to get you on board and get it taken care of. So. I appreciate that as well, and uh, I won't keep you, man. I, I want to thank you for giving me some time tonight. I, I wish you the best of luck and everything, and it, it ought to be uh, ought to be a wild ride from this point on. Yeah, no, for sure. It's going to be, um, you know, if I could say anything to anybody contemplating getting into reality TV, if you know, if they're a huge Big Brother fan or even the race, uh, I will say, you know, go for it. You know, don't don't have any reservations as, as to why to do it. Just do it. It's, it's definitely been life-changing. I, I probably got my job uh, because of my exposure on TV. I mean, they no, literally half my interview was talking about my experience on big brother. And I'm like, dude, I, this is a lay down. These people are, they're not even talking to me about the job. They're talking to me about big brother. I'm like, why wouldn't they hire me? Yeah. So, so here's I mean, even, yeah, here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go ahead. We just want to hire you, man. You're just, you're great. But, um, yeah, if you guys want to get on there, the, you know, the, the advice that I could give anybody 
for either show is, you know, do your homework, figure out who is it that's, that's doing the casting. Why, why put yourself through the hell of trying to try to battle 3000 people at some kind of huge audition when you can just send a simple message like I did on Facebook to, to a casting person and then see if you could go through them and they'll be honest with you. They'll say, you know, I don't think you're the character we're looking for. Maybe not the look we're looking for, you know, sometimes it, you know, that's what it comes down to. You have to fit a certain role where sometimes they have superficial reasoning, you know, especially with the race, you know, you look on there, it's like all good looking people. I just don't yeah. get it. But, um, well, big brother's the same way now, you know, you had, I think yeah, Donnie yeah. was kind of the last one you, cause early seasons you had, you had some older, older people on there that they, but the competitions weren't as strenuous as they, as they are now. So I guess that's right. Shed away from. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, yeah, I don't know. You never know what they're looking for, but if that's, if that's, if that's my one piece of advice, I would say, go for it. You know, try to skip the audition process, try to get, get with the casting director. I mean, you could Google, you could use Facebook nowadays, try to figure out who it is that's behind the scenes recruiting these people and just, you know, go after it. Man, I, I want to thank you again for coming on. You gave me extra time and I truly appreciate it. Um, best of luck. Yeah, the no worries. Too. Hopefully, hopefully you make that money. Um, and, <laughs> and able to continue mouth. to live on. Man. So. Yeah, man, I, I really appreciate it. And if you guys ever have any other questions for me or, or need to reach out, uh, you know, I'll always be open to being an outlet of, you know, any knowledge that I have from reality TV. Yeah, check him check him out on Twitter. Periscope seems Periscope's a good way to do it too. You can get an instant result sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So I, I truly appreciate so, it, man. I wish you the best of luck. So thanks again for coming on, and like I said, best of luck with everything. No, thank you. Thank you so much for your time as well. Thank you, man. You have a great rest of the evening. All right, you as well. Thank you. Bye. was Jeff. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you join us again next week. Stick tuned to Twitter at Cheap Pop Radio to find out who's going to be here next. I'm awaiting his confirmation email to get this set up and I already said it's a him so just take that and figure out who it is. There's only a couple of guys left we haven't had on but make sure you join us. Check us out at Cheap Pop Radio on Twitter. Thanks for joining us tonight. Have a wonderful rest of the evening. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.